Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, I, I don't even know if I need to ask. I usually say, how you doing? But I think you're doing pretty good today. I am, yes. I am relishing <laughs> in a victory today. Exactly. It's Okay, so we've been talking about this uh, several episodes now. We've We've mentioned that Greg has something in the works, and it's... I can't say it. I can't make the announcement. I can't steal your thunder. It's the day today where you're going to make the announcement. I'm going to lead into the announcement because yesterday I played a mixed doubles pickleball tournament. And we actually won the tournament. (laughs) We got the gold medal. We took it down. That's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. Super See, we, we followed the progress of this from, hey, I discovered this new thing, pickleball. Oh, this is fun. I'm trying to play it. To now winning a tournament. What could right. be next? Well, you know, I got the bug. I got the bug. I am so into the pickleball and growing the game. And I've done a lot of research and what's going on with pickleball across the country. And I don't know how many people know this, but it's the fastest growing sport in America right now. And there's just a buzz going across the country. And I thought, you know what? I'm all in. Why don't I do a podcast about pickleball? I love it. Yes. And, you know, I love podcasting. I love pickleball. Why don't I marry those two joys of my life together? And um, my co-host is going to be uh, Bridget Sohn. She's my niece. And she's the person that introduced me to the game um, about a year ago now. And we play together and it gives us a way to bond as a family. And it's kind of multi-generational because obviously she's younger than I am. But we totally team up together. I think it's one of the great sports that people of different ages, different genders can just get together and have fun. And I, I think that's amazing about this sport. Can't wait to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's so, going to be called Third Shot. So definitely uh, check out the Third Shot podcast. Um, and uh, we are going to have fun every week talking pickleball. We'll do product reviews. We're going to give some tips. We'll talk about just the excitement around the game just going across the country right now. I, I hear I, I, might, I might get to do some of those product reviews, not actually on the podcast, but just actually get some of the products for, oh, you better uh, for believe out the production here. And this is beautiful. I mean, we've hired <laughs> the best producer in the game. <laughs> so Russ is going to be producing the show and uh, getting into pickleball, hopefully. Right. This will be some of my, my best work in podcasting because I'm not talking. And that's, that's, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'll just be behind the scenes, pushing buttons and doing some editing. It's going to be a, a beautiful thing. Well, what's really fun about it is we're making a business, you know, podcasting business around something I'm so passionate about. And that's what makes this exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this goes back to, um, I had a, I had this like business mentor, like early on, it was a dot com that I worked for back in uh, the late like nineties. That's a long time ago now. Um, he said, because I was, I was starting a business while I was working for the dot-com. And he goes, this is fantastic. You're living the American dream. You know, you found something that you love and now you're going to do it. He goes, but here's one thing that they don't tell you. I'm like, what's that? The next part of that sentence that they're cutting off on the American dream is you find something you love and you do it and then you start hating it. 
so many people start hating it afterwards because it becomes like a whole different thing there. Now it's about money and it's about something different than what they started it for. And they kind of lose that first joy. So I, hang on to what you've got now, Greg, because <laughs> you don't want to, you want to hang on to that and, and not change it up. And you know what? We've got a guest that is going to talk to us about this kind of hanging on to that joy. In fact, she wrote a book joyful af and if you don't know what af means you gotta you gotta google that because uh, <laughs> little beep button uh, but you should know what that means it's the essential business strategy uh we're afraid to put first is the subtitle of that book aaron baker thank you so much for joining us today well thank you so much for joining and i love that we've teed up uh, a practical example of how to stay in joy with this new pickleball podcast greg i think this exciting and joyful. And I would love to have you leave today, if nothing else, knowing how you're going to keep the joy as you go down this adventure. Well, please give me some advice. Well, you know, how, <laughs> how should I start this venture? And, and, you know, I do want to keep this joy, right? I, I want to keep this momentum, this feeling that I have today and, uh, you know, for years to come. So where, mm-hmm. where should I start? Well, I'm going to say you started off in the right place with you're following your joy and you're obsessed in so many ways with pickleball, right? And you want to talk about it all the time. So, I mean, yay that you have joy at the center of what you're starting. If you start off on the wrong foot, obviously, you know, that that can lead to doom and gloom. And a lot of people mm-hmm. start businesses uh, for what's the smart thing to do, right? What's the, mm-hmm. you know, what's the market need right now? And you've, you've started with, what am I really passionate about right now that I could talk about for a really long time? And a really long time is also a, a key to that, right? So you found something that you're not going to get bored with, that you're going to continue to grow and evolve with. And I think staying in touch with that is going to be really important as easily it'll creep in. Well, what's the strategy for getting more listeners? What is the listener rate, right? All the little metrics that come along with what we deem success will want to sink in and steal your joy because it'll become more about those things. So define what success feels like for you. You know, is it that you still are excited to talk about it every time you get on the podcast? Is it that you, you know, can't wait to come up with ideas, you know, and, and, and maybe success for you is one person tells you they've listened to the podcast and they've picked up pickleball. Whatever it is, find your metrics for success that are metrics for joy because those traditional metrics will get in your way no matter what because you're a human. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the thoughts that I had about this, about the show, and I'm, I'm just, this is great for me just to bounce these ideas off both of you, right? <laughs> one of the ideas that I think will keep the joy going and keep the excitement going is periodically, you know, through the different episodes is bring on new players that are just learning mm-hmm. pickleball and what are they loving about the game and why mm-hmm. did, why did they okay. start playing? And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. do they have that, that bug that I have right now that I'm like, Oh, I gotta, you know, talk about it. My, my wife hates me because she, she just, I talk pickleball all the time. She goes, is there anything <laughs> else in your life? Greg? Come on. You, you've got to be something else you can talk about. No, never. <laughs> Not right now. Not None. right now. Okay. So, but I think yeah. that's the way to just to get yes. other people's, you know, uh, feeling and, and excitement about the game and just share that with the audience. Well, and there's something that you just sparked for me 
around, you know, you want to talk to beginners, right, who are just still, you know, passionate about it. Something to also remember is as we get really good at something, and you're a pro at podcasting right now, is to keep a beginner's mind in what you do as a podcaster. So beginners have these great superpowers of not knowing what the hell they're doing. And so that means they break the rules all the time. They innovate, they experiment, they're allowed to mess up, they're allowed to fail. The more you become a master at something, the more rigid you get. You put yourself in this box of this is how I'm supposed to show up. So, you know, you've already been doing podcasting for a while. How can you take a beginner's mind as if you don't know anything about podcasting to this new adventure for you? You know, I I really like that. Because yeah. I think that that's one of the things that happened with my business when I was mm. running it. I, I sort of stopped breaking the rules. And I think a lot of, and I, and I was definitely afraid to fail because mm-hmm. now like the income was, okay, well, I, I need income because mm-hmm. I, the mm-hmm. mortgage. I, got right. a, I got kids Makes to worry sense. about now. I've got these things to like, there's so much of that to worry about. And, and yeah. if you look at the, the, if I could like chart this out, it would be like my worries and concerns about those things probably was directly proportional to my feelings about the business and how like upset I was getting with the business. Like there were, there were times where I was just like, why am I doing this? Like why, where I couldn't find the joy again. Yeah. So Greg's talking about finding the joy by bringing on new people. How, how, how can you do that? I mean, it's, it's a little bit easier with a, with a podcast to find new people and interview and bring that joy in. But as a business owner, like, how do you do that? How do you kind of like pull that back once you've yeah. kind of gone off track? Yeah. So I think the first piece that you're identifying is you got to look at what, where you actually lost the joy in the first place, right? So you're saying, you know, Russ, that you stopped breaking rules. There's also a flip side that happens for us in business is we decide there are certain rules we have to play by. And I'm guessing in each person who's listening, if they're running a business, there's unwritten rules in their head about how they're supposed to do these things, right? So there's an unwritten rule or several of how to show up on a podcast. I've had unwritten rules of how to show up on social media. And those unwritten rules are driving a lot of the, the bus. And so you can start looking at what are the rules that I'm telling myself I have to follow, which ones of them are stealing my joy? And can I actually question them mm-hmm. one by one? Um, so, you know, I, I'll give a really concrete example. I have a very love-hate relationship with social media because I used to work at Facebook. I oh. and <laughs> so like literally love-hate relationship. And another episode, Erin. It's a whole nother episode. <laughs> But, you know, and that's a social media as a business strategy is a huge one for a lot of people. So I use it as an example, but I, you know, had all these rules and especially Instagram was where I was playing for a while and I have to have all these pretty Canva graphics and I have to be saying something Mm -hmm. valuable. And if it's not valuable enough, it shouldn't be on my grid. And think of all these little calculations that you're doing in the back of your head every time to to show up for a single post on Instagram. And so I just went Mm -hmm. one by one and said, what happens if I break the, I have to have a pretty graphic tried that one. Oh, that's more fun. Right. And so just little by little, I started peeling away at these little leaks on my joy and started changing the rules. And so I wasn't going to just, I don't recommend anyone who realizes they're miserable to say, let's throw everything out the window right now. That's not a good strategy either. It's find those little places and find, wait, how can I make this one thing that has been stealing my joy just a little more joyful? 
have you ever thought when you make those changes that you start dwelling on the metrics of the changes and that mm. almost takes away the joy too. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try an out of focus picture this time, or I'm gonna try this type yeah, of reel yeah. or this type of story. Yes. Let's see how many yes. new, you know, how many new uh, followers I get. And like, yes. oh, well, that just took away the fun of it, right? <laughs> right. Let's just do it to have yeah. fun, you know, and make yeah, it exciting. Yeah, you again. do. That's so easy for our brains to do. And yes, I have. And so I have to keep reminding myself: the metric for success is: do I want to do this? Do I show up joyfully? Um, and a lot of it comes from taking off the pressure of what you're asking that thing to do for your business or do for you. Exactly. That is so yeah. good because I, I know my brain would just be going, oh, you know, I got to look at the numbers. No, don't look at the numbers. Just do it. <laughs> I, Have some fun with it. We got to figure out a KPI for joy. <laughs> you know, like, how many times did I smile today or something? <laughs> I don't know. Can we work on that? Let's let's yes. think about that during the break here. If, if we All come right. up with a KPI joy. I think that would be a fantastic thing to have. All right. We're going to take a short break here. When we come back, hey, we may even hear a, a trailer for a pickleball podcast. I don't know. Uh, we'll be right back with more DIY. Join us. I'm Bridgie and my Uncle Greg as we talk every aspect of the game we love. Pickleball. This sport is taking the nation by storm and we've seen more and more pickleball facilities, products, and tournaments popping up. Each episode, we'll be sharing our journey to improve our game and feature special guests who will share their favorite pickleball stories. We will also be reviewing all types of products from paddles to shoes and other equipment with the reps of the different manufacturers. We will provide some great insight to help you decide what's right for your game. You will get to hear from all the influential people within the pickleball community. So join us as we get passionate about pickleball on Third Shot Podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the best business network in electric casting media. It's Russ and Greg with you. You know, Greg, uh, the, the pickleballer. Should I start just saying Greg the pickleballer now? Or is there a different <laughs> thing? Is it pickleballer or what do you call somebody? Yeah, yeah it is a pickleballer. Okay. All right. Good. I don't know these things. Yeah, maybe I need to listen to that podcast. To, uh... I know I know. You know my, my uh, family says I'm a pickler. Pickler? Nice. I don't know if that's an official term or not, but they call me a pickler. Okay. All right. <laughs> we do smell a little like vinegar. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. It's the only pickleball joke I can come up with. Uh, all right. We're, <laughs> uh, I, I said this whole KPI thing, KPI for joy. Is there actually a KPI for joy? I mean, I, I'm a, so like I said, I worked at Facebook. I'm also a former uh, scientist. So I like data. I like numbers. Right. Uh-huh. So yes, there are KPIs for joy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like to put things into, uh, you know, qualitative type metrics. So yes, uh, at the end of any day, you can say on a scale of one to 10, how joyful was my day? And you could mm-hmm. say, oh, it was an eight. And then go, okay, why so high? Um, let's see, let me go through my day and see what was made it so high. And then you can say, okay, what's one thing I can do tomorrow to make it a nine out of 10. So that's one, this is a start. That's an right. overarching, like mm-hmm. how joyful was my day? Yeah. Uh, you can do that same thing in any small part of your business. We've used social media as an example on a scale of one to 10, how joyful do I feel in my social media right now? It's five. Okay. What thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are making that number so high? 
on what's keeping it from being higher. So you can get mm-hmm. really nitty gritty, right? And then mm-hmm. again, what can I do? What thought, feeling, or behavior can I do to make that one point higher? Nice. Right? So yeah. that's, that's and again, overarching joy. I, I think another important thing is understanding what actually contributes to our joy. And I have right. this wacky idea. So I really like cooking. And Samin Nosrat has a book called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And it's the foundational elements of good cooking. And I think there are four foundational elements of joy. So like salt, connection, which is connection to self, connection to others, connection to spirit. That's kind of the salt of all joy. Then there's curiosity, creativity, and courage. So you can start breaking down your activities on a scale of one to 10. How connected do I feel in this activity? And you can say connected to self. So Greg, it'd be, how connected do I feel to what lights me up about pickleball, right? How right. connected do I feel to the pickleball world, whatever it is. Then it's how curious do I feel in what I'm doing right now? Curiosity is such a joyful way, place to play. How creative do I feel in my work right now? And then how courageous. And the courageous one, people tend to look at me kind of funny. Like, what? why courage? And my belief is that, you know, if you set a goal, one of my mentors way back in the day said, if you set a goal and you easily achieve it, you don't feel very satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what we're all aiming for. We're all aiming to set a goal and easily reach it. But what we really feel more satisfied, which I think is a contributor to joy, is when we actually overcome hardship, when we lean into mm-hmm. risk, when we do things that scare us, right? So one of the things that we need for our joy is to be pushing our edges a little bit, having courageous action. So looking for where, how much do I feel those things, connection, curiosity, creativity, and courage in the things I'm doing. And then you can ask, how do I bump each one of those up? one number in my qualitative right. framework. Yeah. Right. I like digging in even, even deeper on each one of those, like just yeah, yeah. Like a connection, like, okay, did yeah. I talk to somebody today? Did I do this today? Yes. Did I do like, what did I do? Right. I, yeah. One of the things that I noticed, and this, this wasn't a, I, I thinking about my Apple watch. Right. So I was sort of, you know, having like a little bit of a stressful time. Right. And mm-hmm. I noticed like, Oh man, my heart rate is up during my exact work hours like this is not cool like it it, okay it goes down you know whatever right yeah when i changed things it completely changed that like i went down like on like the the average beats were like 20 20 beats or something (laughs) now there was also pressure went down your blood Blood pressure pressure went down down when you made that yeah yeah and then also i started walking i started doing some other stuff like a little more exercise like Mm -hmm. so like i this falls into a few of these, you know, yes. areas. I, I would, the courageous thing was I was actually cur- courageous enough to walk away from my work. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, and that takes, it's weird to say that, but it takes courage to like, just step away for a minute. You know what? This can get done later. I can walk away. I can go on a walk. I can listen to a podcast, yes. maybe a pickleball podcast. There, yes. I got another plug-in for you, Greg. Yeah. Keep plugging. Track. Keep plugging. Um, well, and yeah, what you're saying and, here is so important. So and it's so important also what you're saying, the courage to step away from your work. One of the things we need for our joy is rest. Yeah, we, exactly. we, we need to actually take a break and have other things and space. And, right. and yet how many of us who get into business say, we're going to have a reduced schedule. And then we end up working harder than we ever did in a corporate <laughs> job. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think what you also said about, you know, 
connecting with someone. So one of the ways you were asking earlier about how do you build more joy into your business, you could literally fill up your joy tank by asking yourself four questions every morning. What's one tiny act of connection I can have? What's one tiny curiosity I can have? What's one tiny thing I can create? And what's one tiny act of courage I can take? And just mm-hmm. doing that every day can fill up little by little that sort of joy reserve for you. And it could yeah, be as I simple think- as you text a friend. Text a friend. Yeah, that's right. that's connection. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, curiosity, creativity, and courage, when I think of those three things and I combine them, I think that really lends itself to innovation. Yes. Right? I, I think yes. if you put those three things together, it really pushes you to innovate for your business. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, if, if your company is not innovating, you're probably going to get passed by by the competition. You should always be yes. looking to progress, right? Move it yes. forward, try new things, but it takes courage, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. risk in trying new things. And but the curiosity kind of gets it there. The creativity is like, how do you put it together and execute it? I love mm-hmm. those three put together because I'm a big innovator. I love yeah. looking and helping companies innovate their business and their business models. So yeah, I, I think you're right. You I, nailed it. I think anytime you come back to joy, come back to this. Even just when you're talking about beginner's mind a few minutes ago, a beginner's mind is curious, creative, and courageous, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And totally. and. And so much of what I, when you're talking about being curious and creative and courageous, we're really talking about process here, right? We're not talking about outcomes. We know we're so metrics obsessed, right? What's the outcome that we're creating? And a lot of our joy gets stolen when we're focused so much on what's that goal we're trying to reach. And it steals our curiosity. It steals our creativity. It steals our courage, right? If we, um, I like to use revenue goals as a, an example, but like, you know, let's say you're trying to make a, a million dollars in, in your year and that you're hell bent on that. And you're starting to see that, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to get there. What do you do? You clench. You get yeah. tight. Yeah. yeah. Right? But if you sort of back away and go, hey, wait, how can I be a little less attached to this goal and be present to, what am I curious about right now? Where, where can I come from a creative space? What risks can I take right now, even if I don't hit that million dollars? Right. Chances are you're going to hit the million dollars in a much better way if you allow yourself those three parts yeah. of joy. And it's just, it gets so forgotten though, you know, and I, I'm saying that because I actually did that. Like I forgot about joy. You know? I forget like, about I really joy did. every day. I I have a sign behind my wall. I knew, that. but yeah. that's Maybe like my bat signal. It's my bat <laughs> signal to remind myself that even though I wrote the, literally wrote the book on joy, that I have to come back to joy because it is so hard in business yeah. to stay in joy. And so I want to say that because this is not just like, oh, we'll be joyful. This is a daily process for me too. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be. I mean, it's got to yeah. be something that you work at all the mm-hmm. time because it's not mm-hmm. easy. And people yes. get into, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go run my own business. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times I, I said that. Hey, I'm, 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 you know, doing it. I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. it's happening. I'm running my own business. I remember when I would tell people that they're like, oh, that's cool. You'll have like you know, unlimited vacation, you'll make your own schedule, you'll like, okay, no, 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 that, you know, so like, when people are getting into this, when they're making that first jump to become an entrepreneur and start their own business, there's sort of a lot of false beliefs as well, right? So like, freedom, (laughs) you know, like, oh, my, I make my own schedule. No, actually, my clients make my schedule a lot of time, right? Like, now I can set aside time, I can calendar, I can do things like that. But for the most part, I do have that. So how do you, how do you talk to people about that? How, like if somebody's going through that, what do you say to them? Yeah. So 
I test every one of those about whether they're true or not, right? Yeah. I would even I would even say to you, Russ, are you sure that your clients have to set your schedule? Right. Um, so, but there is a lot of that. What happens is we have this hope that we're going to set our own schedule, that we're going to, you know, have this freedom, independence, creativity. And then we tell ourselves, oh, but now we can't because we need money. We need, right. we need clients. We need all these things. So when I start people out, it's let's, let's get real clear on what's actually needed right now. And so a lot of people, when they're starting off, they need to get revenue going. Right. And so mm -hmm. that, that's the first thing. Now, do you need to shackle yourself to a hundred hours of a week of work? Unclear. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I want people to still have that, the hope of the thing that they left for the, the freedom that they want to create. I want them to have that hope and I want them to start off by not falling into some of the traps that we fall into, which is, okay, I have to work a hundred hours a week now. Right. Let's let, right. like, I have, to, I have to let my clients set my schedule. I have to do these different things, or I have to be on social media. I have to do this strategy. It's sort of at the foundation going, how can we have you have some of those things that you actually right. want? Um, and see if that's possible. You know, I think with the whole schedule thing, and I, I agree with you challenging me on that. It's mm -hmm. like, you got to look at, is this comfortable for my lifestyle? Well, like what I'm getting mm -hmm. into. So I had to do a lot of um, uh, meetings in the evening and I had to do a mm -hmm. lot of work on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I had pretty much, you know, like I can do whatever I want during the day, like the middle of the yeah. day, which is like unusual, but it, it was, that's what got to me too, a, a little mm -hmm. bit, right? Because my mm -hmm. clients were controlling that because that's what the market demanded where I had to work those hours. I had to mm -hmm. do those things. Mm -hmm. And it got on me after a little yeah. while. Like I was okay with it, but I, I think I wasn't truthful to myself in the beginning in about looking you're at okay that, yeah. of like whether so, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. as you go into business, right, looking at, you know, what are the, the truths about your industry, right? Right. What are the things that you have control over and what are you not? And then being realistic, you know, yeah. am I, am I passionate and joyful enough about this particular thing that I'm willing to go with what the market's telling me. And, um, the, the hardest thing we, we do is lie. Ourselves. We lie to ourselves all the time and that's the yeah. hardest thing to do. Yeah. I think the, the extreme example of that, you know, is like, okay, if you're, if you're not a morning person and whatever <laughs> it is, like you got to be up at 4am to do this job. Well, you know what? Maybe this isn't like the path for you. <laughs> I don't right. think you're going to change. Because that change, you're you're giving up something in your life. Like, okay, mm -hmm. like it's gonna hit you at some point, right? Yeah. All right. I have. So, I actually. Uh, I know we gotta take a quick break, but um, I have a story to tell about a business that I had started previously, and what I experienced was a kind of what we're talking about. The truth about your industry, and uh, I didn't know the truth about my industry. So when we come back from break, I want your opinions on what I experienced. Alrighty. We'll be right back with DIY for Business. Thanks for coming back with DIY for Business. Russ and Greg here with you. And we are talking joy. 
and you can find more joy if you go to electrocast.com there's a whole bunch of uh, podcasts that you're gonna enjoy as well as best business network and i really thought that was gonna be a pickleball plug again <laughs> you really oh, well, since you mentioned it listen to my you know, third shot third shot podcast yes all yeah. about pickleball the joy of pickleball if you're gonna go there please do um, <laughs> Before the break, Aaron, I was saying that in my past life, I had a golf business. And oh, I'm a golfer, I, so I'm really happy about this. Okay, now we can talk. Yes. We can talk some golf yes. here. So yes. I had a custom-built golf club business that kind of manifested into a golf radio show. And that's how I got my love for being behind a microphone like I, like I am today. Wow. But when I got into the golf industry – I'm a golfer my whole life. I've been playing golf, competitive golf ever since I was a little kid. And I thought, oh, if I get into the golf industry, I'm going to get to play more golf. And that's going to be part of my passion. I love it. I'm going to do it. And, and then you know what? I was tied to the business side of golf and I I played less golf than I ever did my whole <laughs> life once I got into the golf business. What advice both of you, uh, because you've both experienced this, what advice do you guys provide to like really identify the truth about an industry so that you can really make a good determination whether you're going to, the expectation is correct when you're starting a new business? Mm -hmm. What do you guys yes. think? So there are a couple of thoughts that come to mind. Um, one being, you know, as you're looking at an industry you want to dive into, looking at who's in it and talking to them and understanding what their realities are. And I'm going to come back to my philosophy, which may not be agreeable to everybody, but I question every truth of every industry. And I question when people say I had to be tied to the business. And it's probably true in some ways. I question where were you telling yourself the story that you had to be tied to the business? Um, were there ways that you um, – and it could have been true, right? If, if you want to put food on the table, I have to do this amount of work. But they're also – what happens in our businesses a lot is we don't think about, well, how much revenue do I really need to make, mm -hmm. right? Right. You know, it's usually just this sort of like, well, the, the business just needs to grow, 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 grow. So how much do I need to make? How much of this do I need to be doing? Um, how can I outsource? Uh, a lot of business owners like to have control, but then end up doing things that are not their their highest good, their highest genius, their highest skill set. So before even going in, I'd say let's get to the bottom of what's really, really true and what's a story about how you need to show up in the business and how much money you need to make and how it needs to grow. So it's part of your philosophy that you don't need to make as much money as possible make enough money, but also keep the joy in your life and the joy in your career. Yes. yes. And I think that my, I, I'm going to say that I think we have it backwards in how we run business. We set revenue goals and then we find, okay, how are we going to then hit that target? And then of course the, there's this sort of sense capitalism wants us to grow always. Right. So it's always, well, year over year, I need more sales, more growth, more whatever. And so we're focusing on those goals and then figuring out how, whether or not those are the joyful strategies, right? And so mm -hmm. that's where we get trapped. I truly believe when we come back to joy and we come back to, you know, what's Russ's unique skill set? What's Greg's unique skill set? What's their passion? What lights them up? What do they want to be doing? I find most of the people I work with as a coach make more money that way. <laughs> they make the mm -hmm. money that they would have made, but they have more time for themselves. They have more of a life. They have the freedom and the joy that they wanted. 
So it's not, it's starting out with the goal and everything being about joy. And the after product, the byproduct is usually more money. Mm-hmm. And then getting real about how much do you really need and whether you're just buying into the capitalist, you know, idea that you always have to be growing. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a discussion not too long ago with somebody that a business owner who mm-hmm. said, <laughs> well, you know, people come here, you know, for money. Like they come, they work for me for money. We need to give great, you know, great additional incentives to, to, you know, get them to do the things we want. But all this, you know, other stuff is just uh, kumbaya, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, that is so not the attitude. <laughs> like that, that's an attitude of, of people, you know, setting up a, a, a business where people want to leave, where they don't want to be there, where they're not bringing the joy. Because right. I, I, I'm going to, you know, flipping what you're saying here, I think not, you know, like the, the uh, connection, the curiosity, curiosity, the creativity and the courage bring joy, but also I think joy brings all of that. Yes. Like it, it goes both yes. ways, it right? Goes both and ways. if you just yes. make it just about money and just about, it's like, why are you there? Like, why are you doing this? And that's whether you're working for somebody or you're um, running your own business. Like you yeah. do have to have that joy. Cause I think what, what I've forgotten. And I think what a lot of people for, have forgotten, I've forgotten this at one point in my life of like, I'm doing this like I, I'm working, I'm making money so that I, I can enjoy my life. Like, mm-hmm. so I can have fun now, not so I can like save for retirement or, you know, whatever, right. like that's all great, but I don't want to just save my joy for the retirement. I want to save the money. Right. For the retirement. <laughs> yeah. I want to have some right. joy now. I don't want to delay that. There's no, there's yes. no 401k for joy, unfortunately. <laughs> no. And yeah. a lot of people are chasing some other thing at the expense of their joy, whether it's yeah. they're chasing, you know, 401k retirement, they're chasing uh, I can call myself successful, I'm worthy, I'm valuable. And actually some people are chasing the ha- happiness, which I think is actually different than joy by saying, well, I'll be happy when, right? I'll be happy mm-hmm. when I hit that revenue target or when my business does this or when I can buy that house. And so there's always this sort of moving towards the future and delaying. And I think joy is available to us right now. And mm-hmm. and it's it's what keeps us, if you want to be in business in 15 years, You've got to have joy now. Yeah. All right. Now, right. What about? Okay. So let me let me give you some totally different here. You you mentioned like yeah. the the buying a house thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So I'm thinking about, and we've been looking and trying to do this, uh, it, buying an additional investment property, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is sort of like one of those things that helps me to okay, I'm going to retire on these you know different properties that I own. So buying this property. We could either buy a property that's a vacation home, or we can buy a property that is something that we rent out. I am actually opting towards the vacation property because that sounds more fun to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bad business decision in a way because we're going to have this property that's sitting there for probably three weeks every month or more. Uh, like nobody's in it and it's it could be making money. Now, how do we like get past that? Like if, part of me makes me like, I'm thinking, oh, this is a bad decision. Like I, I should just be renting this out or I should like, you know, VRBO it or do something else. And then the other part of me is like, you know what? I just want to play. I'm going to leave my laptop there I'm, or, or a monitors there or set up or leave clothes there. Like not have random people coming into the place. Like 
I just want it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I go back to, uh, it's not a bad decision. Like, how do you get past that sort of thing? How do you weigh those options? There's, I mean, it's difficult to yeah. put this on a spreadsheet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I think that goes back to, we've sort of got this notion in our minds that we need to make good financial business decisions all the time. And that that the good financial business decision is the one that you see right here. I wonder what financial business decision might come when you have a house that you don't have to worry about renting out and that one week a month you can be there and you can leave your laptop and you have this spaciousness and now all your creativity has got you going on some other business idea, right? right. So right. it's not a black and white. It's sort of like you're you're seeing it as sort of this isolated decision, right, is mm-hmm. about the house. The other piece being, you know, getting really clear on what our goals are right now. Um, I really like a friend of mine a few years back said, you know, you work your life from about, you know, age 20 to 65, you've got nine five-year chunks. And she's always about what's the five-year focus right now. And so for her, for whenever we talked, it was a couple of years ago, I think it was during the pandemic, she was saying hers was financial freedom. And so she was doing everything it took right now in these five years to get financial freedom. And then there was a cutoff date Mm -hmm. and she was going to switch to something else. What we do a lot as people who are members of a capitalist society, and I'm using capitalism because that's what we are part of, is we tend to focus on money always being the primary goal and always being the decision that we should make. And what if just for right now, that's not the, that's not the goal? It's secondary. Maybe at some point it will be the goal for you, Russ, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it is right now. But I think the, part, the, the fact that you have a part of you right now that wants to just have a vacation home signals that maybe that's okay that that's not the goal right now and that your joy right now is having a place you can go to and that there might be many, many other ways to have that financial payoff when the financial payoff is the goal. Right. Well, I right. think yeah. Russ is going to make you really happy to let Greg use the uh, place for <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's going to be the fulfillment right. you're looking for out of this property. You know, yeah. Aaron, you slipped something yeah. you slipped something in that really got me excited to ask you. You mentioned joy and happiness are different. Yes. Tell us yes. a little bit about the difference between the two. Sure. So I went back and forth on this a lot. And so I'm a scientist by by training. I'm a PhD psychologist. So the first thing I wanted to figure out is when I'm starting to think about joy as a concept, how do scientists define joy? And I just could not find any consensus in any of the academic literature. I looked at you know, definitions online and I started talking to people uh, in my life, just trying to understand what happiness was for people. And that's when I started seeing, oh my gosh, there's this distinction that people have around happiness and joy. And that it's not even really conscious for us. So happiness for a lot of us is something that comes due to an external circumstance. So, you know, we hit a target goal. We feel happy about it. Um, you know, we, or there's a, we have a wedding or, you know, these, these external circumstances bring happiness and it's usually a positive circumstance. Um, the thing about happiness that scientists do agree on is that happiness is this fleeting feeling, right? So, you know, you know, when you buy a new car and it's really amazing and it's shiny and then three weeks later you're like, well, yeah, I'm not as happy about this car anymore, right? Or you get that promotion or that revenue goal and you're like, oh, okay, the shine has worn off. That's called the hedonic treadmill and it's just this thing that we constantly are like hamster wheel on. Mm-hmm. And it's all dependent on the external, 
right? Joy is a deep, deeper thing within us that doesn't require an external circumstance. Like I'm feeling a lot of joy having this conversation and I can't pinpoint like a goal that I have reached or, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, it's really accessible to us at any time. And one other difference that I think is really powerful is that we can be experiencing joy in times that are not positive. Happiness is requiring a positive thing to happen where joy, you know, you can feel joy and sorrow, right? I feel joy when I'm sitting with a client who's feeling like a mess of a human and, you know, it's, it's really heavy, but I feel joy because I'm there helping that person, right? I even think about like where this might sound a little out there, but happiness for me lives somewhere up in my head and joy lives somewhere in my body. It comes from a different place. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if we're chasing happiness, we're chasing these external sam- circumstances that are often not always under our control. If we're chasing joy, we're chasing our, coming inward to ourselves, connecting, right? Connecting to ourselves, connecting to our curiosity, connecting to who we are, what lights us up, how we like to do things. You know, one of the things we mentioned, uh, you, you said that I, I can't remember which one of you said this now because I'm, I'm so excited about the Pickleball podcast. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's just... <laughs> It's there, right? Um, but uh, texting a friend every day or, you know, whatever. Like one of the things that I did, uh, and this was during the pandemic, actually, because, you know, you started to feel really isolated. I did one of those uh, habit tracker apps. I had, I still use this thing. It's, it's on my, my watch and I'll get an alert of like uh, different things that I did. I added text a friend. Like Mm. that was it. Like just, I have to do that once a day. And I just got in that habit of doing that. And it, it did bring joy. Right. Because sometimes, uh, (laughs) depending on the conversation, I guess, but (laughs) at least it it made it a daily habit. Do you have any suggestions of something that somebody could maybe change today to help make their business life or just life in general, a little bit more joy? Yeah. I love what you did texting a friend. I think literally every morning um, I ask myself those four questions. What's one tiny act of connection I can do today? What's one tiny act of curiosity? What's one tiny creation I can have? And uh, what's one tiny act of courage? I think, Mm -hmm. and finding the tiniest little thing, even if it's just text a friend um, or, you know, sit down and create, I mean, some people like to write, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just find five minutes a day <laughs> or less. And the thing I want to say is it may, may not feel good every day, but the thing that I have come to realize for myself, and I think it's true for a lot of people is that what we need to do is build up a tank that's f- sort of a resilience tank, right? And 2020 was certainly a great example of that. And when we have more instances of doing these little small joyful activities over the course of the day for a long time, when something big hits, it feels like we've buffered ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I want to be very clear that we can't be joyful every moment of every day. That's just toxic. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, and, and we will have times, especially in business where, you know, it feels like nothing's going right. Everything's failing, you know, the economy is crumbling. It's, it's the inevitable ups and downs of business. And when we are infusing joy every day, it is a buffer mm-hmm. against those things. And so right. it is 
asking yourself, and it, it may just be, what's the tiniest joyful thing I can do today? It could be as simple as that question for yourself yeah. and just finding once a day to do that thing that brings you joy. Yeah. And I, I did, the other thing that I did was, uh, so I actually, it's, it's funny. Like here are the things that I did. I did uh, text a friend. I had that as a daily. Um, I did write something that was a daily as well. Just, it, it could have been just a tweet, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's something yeah. where I was doing something where I felt was a little creative. And the other thing, I learned something new each week. Right. Mm-hmm. Which actually I turned into a podcast learning more. Um, see, I got a plug in for my podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> Very slick. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I did those things and, and I still continue to do those things because yeah. it now became a habit. So it's like, just yeah. start something, yeah. you know, like just do it today and then remind yourself and these little Apple watches and all these different yeah. devices are great ways to do that. They're great ways to do that. And if you're a nerd that likes to track, um, do right. things that track, uh-huh. I, I will tell you, I'm going to tell you my nerdy thing. So I, love it. I have a couple of jelly bean jars here. One's full, one's not. And I call it planting a magic bean every day. Um, and it's do one activity every day that you're doing just for the joy of it, just for the joy of it, no agenda, that could turn into something really interesting in the future. So Ooh. that could be a, a conversation I have. I this could be a magic bean conversation, right? Because who knows, six months from now, Greg might call me up and say, hey, you know, be on my pickleball podcast. Oh, oh for exactly. sure. You're on. You're on. <laughs> right? And I think that's but, what pickleball was. It was a magic bean for me. It, yeah. And I, I love calling them magic beans because you don't know if they're going to sprout into something in the future. Right. You don't know when. You don't know what it'll look like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if I came in here with an agenda – it wouldn't be as fun. And, and so I like this idea of doing a single activity and then I keep the magic bean jar on my desk and I don't eat the jelly beans. I'm, I have self-control of some sort, but now I, <laughs> when things feel like, you know, Oh, everything's doom and gloom and things aren't going well. I look at the, my jelly bean jar and I go, well, look at what's percolating that could, you know, turn into a client, the prospective client just messaged me from a conversation I had six months ago with her. Right. Mm. And it was a conversation that had no intention of being a client enrollment call. It was just a coffee date. Right. So mm. how can you find those little pieces of your business where you you can give yourself some soothing that the thing you're doing for joy now may pay off in the future too. Yeah. I love that. Well, I've plugged my pickleball podcast. Russ has plugged his learning more podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is your opportunity. Plug your podcast, plug your book. <laughs> yeah. So uh, please, yeah, check out Joyful AF, the essential business strategy we're afraid to put first. It's on Amazon. And it's really a lot of what we've talked about today about let's define what the heck joy is. Why do we need it in our businesses? What prevents us from putting it first? And then I have a whole lot of different ways we leak joy in our business and ways to bring it back. And it's all written in, I love conversations. So what happened for me as I wrote the book is I realized I prefer to think like I'm talking to my reader. So they're these very short bite-sized conversations that, you know, you can read one a day if you want and infuse just a little bit of joy every day. So, yep. Yep. And you can also find me. I love conversations. So I have a love hate relationship with social media, but I am on Instagram and I like DMs. So you can find me there at Dr. Aaron M. Baker or you can go to my website and find out more about what I'm up to. Dr. Aaron or no, AaronMBaker.com. Awesome. And yeah. that's where Eric, I mean, that's where uh, Greg can can reach out to uh, Aaron. For, uh, yeah, yeah. I will. I yeah. will. You're going to yeah. be on the podcast for sure. 
I would love it. Yep. Well, and I I'm have a podcast idea in the works with a collaborator right now too. So who knows? Um, maybe right. maybe I'll have the two of you on the podcast. Hey, there we go. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Take care. I'll talk thank soon. You. Yeah. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and electric house media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. And uh, all of the information provided is opinion-based. You might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I, we want your company to succeed and we're happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. And I guess that includes pickleball stuff now too. So that's that's fine too. You can use the form over at DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the podcast description, but you know, this show, like we like to have your questions on it and we're planning another show uh, that will have those questions coming up shortly here. So be sure to subscribe. Thank you again for subscribing. Thank you again for reviewing DIY for Business for you are not alone. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, the host of Polly Campbell Simply Said, the weekly podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And let me tell you what, we tap into the great minds of authors, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and so much more so that we can learn how to do the work that matters and create the lives we want to live. Join us right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of Electricast. The Geo Godfather Wars is an all-new podcast giving you the real talk on understanding how geopolitics impacts you and your world. Join your host, Barack Siner, and me, Leah Tedrow, each week as we unpack the complexities, strategies, and players running the world, and how those forces affect your everyday life and decisions, whether you know it or not. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.